Welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Physic Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, this is Naftali Herman. It's great to be back with each and every one of you. I want to thank my dear friend and colleague, Rabbi Adir Posey, for filling in yesterday. Also, my apologies for the confusion regarding Monday. Uh, there was no program on July 4th. Um, I believe I lent to that confusion on Thursday's call when I announced to you on Monday. So, again, my apologies for that confusion, but we are here and we are back. As always, thank you so much for joining the program and for making it a part of your day on Yomer, the E, the seventh day of the month of Thomas. I'd like to thank our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support, in particular the Schwartz family, whose names are prominently listed in the OU Daily email. To sponsor future programs, please visit OU.org slash call. Please note the deadline to submit a sponsorship for tomorrow's program is today at 5 p.m. Eastern. On behalf of the OU, it is my great honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Brian Bornstein of the OU Jewish Learning Initiative on campus. That's OUJLIC at California State University at Northridge in Los Angeles, California, to share the Rishizik, which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Bornstein slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Tarek Chav, Chav Gimel, Kuf Chavalat, and Kuf Lamed. Those are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. They'll be followed by the Mishaberach Lecholim with a sizable pause to insert the names of all those whom we are dominating for. And we will conclude with the recitation of Achenu. The Chavod, with great honor, Rabbi Barnstein. Thank you so much, Rabbi Herman, and thank you to the OU at large for running this unbelievable uh, initiative. What I'd like to do today is speak about an aspect of, of what we call the Ten Commandments. But before we do that, we have to ask a question. Why does the creation start with the letter Bet? Because it's the beginning of multiplicity. The Aleph, the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet, the Aleph, it's not expressed in the world. That comes before the creation. The creation is a world of multiplicity, where Hashem's oneness manifests as the multiple elements of the world. The Torah, which is a chronological description of creation, begins with the letter Bet, because the world is being formed. The Ten Utterances, the Seret or the Ten Commandments, begin with the letter Aleph, because that is God expressing himself. That's the difference between the two creations. The Reishit, the first word in the written Torah, starting with the Bet, but when you come down from the spiritual world, you know, do you know what an olive is? It's two yuds and above, which adds up to 26. The letter yud has the numeric value of 10, and above the numeric value of 6. So the two yuds and above add up to 26, which is the numeric value of God's name. The yud coming down, the 10 Kabbalistic emanations from the spiritual world, 10 of them reflected in this world, and they're joined by the letter vav, which means joining. Vav in Hebrew means and. So the Aleph is the letter of spiritual origin. That's why it's silent. It's not yet in the world, but it's hooking up to the spiritual world. Therefore, the whole Torah is contained within the Ten Commandments. All of them are contained in the first commandment, and all of them are contained in the first word, which is I am, which is a total, complete statement of existence. And all of that is contained in the Aleph, which is silent. It's the silent point of origin. 
which again has the 26 elements of God's name. I heard from my Rebbe once that Ramosha Shapiro used to give a, a shear around his table, and there would be around 10 or 15 people. And he would ask them, what would you all like to speak about? And everyone would say a different subject. Then he would give a shear about one thing, one single subject that was the essence of all those points he had been asked. That's an amazing thing. Rasimcha uh, Washington was asked, how could Shapiro have done this? And he said, well, it's obvious. The Torah is an Eitzchayim, which is a tree of life. How does a tree work? It has a trunk. The trunk has big branches. The branches have little branches. And the little branches have twigs. That's how a tree works. When anybody asks you to link any subject in Torah, all you have to do is note which twigs they're talking about and simply follow them back till you get to a common branch and speak about that. Doesn't that sound easy? <laughs> now, do you have to know the tree? You bet you do. The Torah, the Torah is unfolding from unitary root into details and then more details and more details. That's always the way it is. So let's discuss the main roots or categories that we call the Ten Commandments. Again, all commandments are contained within. These ten are the big branches of Torah, and each of them has smaller branches. And that's how it stands out. Now, with that in mind, that means that honoring parents must be a fundamental category. Now, that's interesting. What's it a root of? Why is honoring your parents more fundamental than any other mitzvah in the Torah? What root concepts, what root energy in the spiritual world is incorporated in the concept of honoring parents? Let's quickly take a look at the ten. And the way they're created is the first five are related to the last five, meaning one and six, two and seven, three and eight, four and nine, and five and ten must be related. So the first five commandments, they govern our relationships with God, and the five commandments which govern our relationships with each other. Very clear. Right? I am Hashem. That's my relationship with God. You shall have no other gods. That's my relationship with God. Don't use my name in vain. Keep Shabbat. These are all human to God interactions. And these are clearly the man-to-man, don't kill, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't bear false witness, and don't give, don't covet other people's things. Very clear, the first five are, are human to God, and the second five are human to human. So the two qu- questions that we'll quickly go over are, what's the parallel? And the second question is, why is honoring parents listed in the human to God side of interactions? Right? Parents, after all, are human beings. So what's the parallel? Follow me. Here's the parallel. And again, this is fundamental to Judaism. One in six. So the first one is I am Hashem. That means that I am the spiritual essence in the world. And the sixth commandment is do not murder. Don't expunge the spiritual essence in the human realm. What's wrong with murder? You're exiling, banishing the divine spark from the world as it manifests in a human body. Two in seven. The second commandment is do not have other gods before me. Do not betray this most important of all relationships in the world. And the seventh commandment is don't commit adultery. Don't betray the most intimate and bonded of human relationships. Three and eight. Do not take my name in vain. Again, don't use an emanation or an extension of me for yourself. And the eighth commandment is don't steal. Don't take an emanation, an extension of other people. Don't take a person and steal him, right? Kidnapping. Don't take people's things and steal them, right? That's a very clear parallel. Four and nine. The fourth commandment is to keep Shabbat. What is Shabbos? Shabbos is a testimony that Hashem created the world. 
You're giving testimony. You're giving a witness, right? You're bearing witness. You take your hands off of the creation and you admit that God did it and not you. And what's the human-to-human interaction which parallels Shabbos? Don't bear false witness. So bear witness that God created the world and then don't bear false witness against another human. Again, very clearly paralleled. And now what we're going to focus on for the last minute or so. Five and ten. The fifth commandment is honor your parents. And the tenth is do not covet. What's the parallel between those two? The first problem is why are we saying that honoring parents is a human-God interaction? And even if you grant that it is, why is honoring your parents parallel to coveting? Here's the reason. We don't have the time, but please discuss this with your local rabbis for greater clarity with regard to coveting. But here's the basic parallel. Honoring your parents, that takes you back to your point of origin. Here's the key. Honoring parents is correct attribution. I am here only because of them. That's where it originates. The reality, the source is them. Coveting, right? Coveting that property, that belongs to another person. There's no connection to myself. What are you doing looking over the fence, wanting his home or his money? You're not attributing correctly. That belongs over there. It was given to him because it's what he needs in this world. Correct attribution, this property, attachment of human being is correctly attached to that person. My essence in the world is correctly attached to my point of origin. That's my parent. Let's take that further. Again, these are deep ideas. Looking at a parent is going back to your source. What's unique about a parent, unlike all other human beings, no matter who helps you in the world, no matter how massively they help you, you're in the world only because of your parents, whether they intended it or not, whether they wanted you or not, they treated you well, they didn't treat you well. The point is you're in the world because of your parents. So the myth of honoring parents takes you back to your point of origin, and a moment's thought will take you back to your grandparents. And a moment beyond that will take you back to Adam and Eve. And a moment beyond that will take you back to God consciousness. That's where you come from. So looking at your parents is the last of the man-god mitzvahs that take you back to the man-god mitzvahs. In other words, my parents are the interface between God and myself. Parents are human beings. But they represent my point of origin, and a deep thought will take you back to their point of origin. So what's unique about parents is they're both humans. I relate to them as humans. But they're also an aspect of the godly source in the world because they represent for me what Hashem is in the world. They're my point of origin. So that's the connection. Thank you very much. Okay, now we will say the chapters of Tehillim. Starting with chapter 20. Lamnatsehmizmoladavidanhadunadiyamsarai <laughs> Chapter 
Chapter 121. <laughs> Chapter <laughs> Achinu, Achinu, Kobeit Yisrael, Hanusinim ben Sara, Veshivya, Haomim ben Bayam, Uben Bayabasha, Makamirachim Alehem, Vyotsim Yisrael Lervacha, Umeyafela Leora, Mishibu Ligula, Hashta Bagalat Yisman Kariv, Nomar Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Ray Borenstein. Really, what a beautiful Debar Torah. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Looking forward to having you back again on the program in the near future. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and a refuah for all those in need will be answered, Latoba for good. Please join us again for our next scheduled program, which is tomorrow on Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic. Wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day.